Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Welcome in to the Final Score Podcast. One of the final ones of uh, 2018. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. I'm proud to be presented by PFP, Players, Fitness, and Performance in Frederick. And on today's podcast, we'll welcome on uh, Dave Lillard, Oakdale track coach. We'll talk to him about his uh, powerhouse team as they come off their outdoor championship in the spring at, at, at the state meet. And, and, and now they're in the early stage of the indoor season. We'll get Dave's uh, thoughts on the Oakdale team, uh, the, their star uh, middle distance runner, Kyle Lund, and, and, and what sort of expectations they have uh, going forward. So I uh, look forward to chatting about Dave about his team. And we'll, we'll get into his uh, career as well. Uh, how did he become a track coach and, and what, what, what made him interested in the sport? So uh, looking forward to have Dave on again. He was on uh, last spring with us uh, after uh, Oakdale had won its, its, its first team championship in outdoor boys track. And, and we'll look forward to having Dave on again. But first, we will uh, take a quick swing around the Frederick County sports scene with our man, uh, staff writer Joe Ferraro. How are you today, Joe? Fantastic. Fantastic, Greg. Excited to see some some basketball. It's uh, nice to have a nice little fresh start. Yeah, but boys basketball like Oakdale is, is, is probably clearly the team to beat. They have some really nice wins so far, including their season opening win over Williamsport. Uh, they beat Ligonor uh, the other night by by almost 20 points, and, 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 and Ligonor's not a bad little team. So, so I, I think we would agree that Oakdale is the team to beat. Uh, but there's a couple of nice teams behind them. Uh, Thomas Johnson being one, you just saw them. What were your impressions of the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be uh, overly flashy. They've got a, a great all-around uh, point guard in, in Richard Rivas who can who can do a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, shoot the ball. You know, dish it off. Uh, and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, other, uh, other than that, I mean, they, they really have a, a bunch of, uh, you know, hard nosed, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, hard nosed, uh, you know, determined players who, uh, who, who really do the job for them inside. They, they've got a lot of size, uh, with, with guys like, uh, uh, Benny Canan, commander, uh, Bejan Bihai, who's gonna, Take on a bigger bigger role this year after they graduated Braxton Foreman from the year before, uh, so you know they've got they've got some big guys and obviously uh, J.R. Poe who's yeah. uh, who's a, who does a little bit of everything a solid rebounder so uh, boy they they play really hard and uh, you know tough defense and they're they're going to make you uh, earn earn some victories so you know I I, I expect them to be you know. You know, up there with Oakdale, you know, challenging them for the top spot, and then maybe have you know two to three teams underneath them in another tier. What were your impressions of Ligonor? Much, uh, you know, a, a lot better than uh, than I thought that they that that they'd be. Uh, you know, uh, Chris O'Connor is really, um, you know, really. Uh, gotten everybody together, uh, you know, uh, taking, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, re- really good shots, uh, getting everybody to share the ball. Uh, and, and so, you know, the, oh, early in the season, they, they really got hot from behind the, uh, you know, the three-point arc and made a lot of threes, got a, rattled off three wins in a row. But, uh, but, but yeah, very, very uh, unselfish team. And, you know, get, and they get a lot of, you know, good, open shots uh, as a result of that. Uh, so I, I think they're, you know, one of three teams under, you know, Oakdale and, uh, 
and uh, and TJ, you know, with uh, you know Tuscarora and you know Frederick, be, you know, being the other uh, that yeah, the, the uh, other are, 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 are are sort of uh, you know grouped together as you know you know maybe your 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 second tier teams. Yeah, uh, the the interesting region to me is the three A West because uh, just based on results I've noticed, both the Hagerstown teams seem a little down this year. So mm-hmm. so in the three A West, you're gonna have TJ. You're gonna have Ligonor. You're gonna have Frederick. You're gonna have Tuscarora. I mean, Oakdale's in two A in, in in the two A West, and 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 they'll be the heavy favorite to win that. But but that three A West, it's likely to be one of those Frederick County teams that goes to the state semifinals. Uh, what don't you think? Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, TJ would be uh, you know the team right there, uh, you know, just because they have you know so much experience back from from last year, and and so you know they've got. You know, guys in uh, in, in Richard Rivas, J.R. Pope, and a commander who have been there and done that, so they know what it takes, and and uh, they they've gotten better from from last year as well. Yeah, uh, girls basketball uh, again. Well, I, I guess uh, it's it's that three A region um, with with TJ uh, under new coach Bill Miskell, and and we should we had Bill on last week. Uh, check it out in mm-hmm. the archives if you if you haven't heard it yet. But we had Bill on last week and. And the, man, is he a good coach? I mean, he's he's been doing it a long time. Sure is. Yeah, he, uh, he did it at Middletown. Uh, the, the Middletown girls were always very competitive, um, and in going deep into the playoffs under him, he joined John Manley's staff with the TJ boys, and the TJ boys quickly became respectable after having some uh, some lean years. And now he's got the TJ girls humming a little bit. At, at um, what are they seven to zero now? Um, so, uh, something along those lines, six or seven to zero. Close. Um, yep. And 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 it, it's going to be fun because you have the the city rivalry with with, with Frederick uh, now that, that that seems very intriguing on the on the girls side with with Frederick uh, the 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 reigning two time uh, defending three uh, A state champions. So th- that city game is going to be fun and 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 that that it's going to be sort of a war maybe maybe coming out of that region. Yeah. So I, I think so. I mean, in, in past games, I've actually been to a couple of those. Um, uh, inner city games in the past, then, you know, we're talking, you know, 40 point, uh, you know, blowouts. I, you know, I still think, uh, Frederick's the, you know, the better team, but, uh, the, the, those games are going to be a, a lot more, uh, competitive. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, into, into the fourth quarter, you know, type of competitive. Yeah, and uh, on on the wrestling scene, um, Urbana and Ligonor, um, uh, uh, I think there are two teams that that have their eyes on um, on winning state duels titles. Um, Ur- Urbana did it last year as a four A school. Uh, they they hope to get back. You've seen them once. It, 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 it's largely a pretty new cast. I mean, they lost quite a bit from that title team, but but they have some young wrestlers that they're hoping that. Uh, step to the forefront to join the Kevin McCoseys, um and 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 wrestlers like that um, uh, t- to make another run at the 4A title, and man, they almost they almost knocked off uh, Ligonor, who has their eyes on um, uh, the th- the 3A duels championship. Tuscarora went to the state duels last year, but but they they graduated most of that team, so Ligonor is hoping to fill that void um, in Frederick County, and, and and man, it was quite a match. Uh, uh, Urbana was uh, about an inch away from from uh, pulling off a come from behind win against Ligonor, uh, but but um, Jacob Wilhelm, their their freshman, avoided getting pinned, and and, and Ligonor held on to win. But it should be fun. Uh, Oakdale, Oakdale, and two A should be competitive. Middletown, of course, uh, those seem like the 
four teams to watch on 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 the county wrestling scene. So, yep. All right. Well, uh, we've we've covered a little basketball wrestling, and uh, next we'll get into indoor track with uh, with Oakdale uh, track coach uh, Dave Lillard. Uh, Joe, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And, Same to you, uh, Greg. And and we'll talk to you soon here here on the final score. Looking forward to it. Uh, all right, we're back in a minute with Dave Lillard of Oakdale Boys Track. Why do I train? Why do I train? I train to jump higher. I train because I have something to prove. Be faster. And because speed, strength, and being better overall on and off the field is my mission. Nothing to me is impossible. I'm Andrew Simpson from Players Fitness and Performance in Frederick, Maryland. We have found that most middle and high school athletes do not have complete confidence, which is holding them back from being their best on and off the field. As official partners with FCPS, our why is to inspire athletes like yours to believe in themselves and perform more confidently and consistently in sports and in life. That's our why. What's your why? For more information, check out our website at www.playersfitnessandperformance.com. All right, back here on the final score, and very pleased to welcome back to the program Oakdale High boys track coach Dave Lillard. How are you, Dave? I'm doing very good. How about you? Doing well, thank you. I mean, we had you back on in the spring, I believe. Yeah. Right at, right after you guys had won uh, your, your your state team title for yeah, the, the boys. Yeah, the title. Uh, the, the first team title for the boys. Yep. And uh, here we are now. We're entering the indoor season. Uh, in, in, indoor track is underway. What? How does the dynamic change for indoor track compared to outdoor track? Um, well, first of all, the events are a little bit different. You have a the short sprints shorten up a whole lot, and you got a 55 and 55 hurdles. Um, you don't have a two. You run a three and a five instead of a two and a four. Um, you don't have a four by one. So um, it's, it's kind of equaled out with the sprints as well as the distance, with distance having a little bit more than they would in outdoor. Um, you don't have a discus, you have a shot put, pole vault, and high jump, no long jump and triple jump. So the events are kind of limited, and um, you're on a 200-meter track instead of a 400-meter track. So that's the big difference as well, especially for the big guys. But everything changes, too, as a coach. I mean, uh, I mean the weather's cold outside, so, so practices, just everyday practices become a challenge because there's, there's no indoor track facility in Frederick County. Oh, no. <laughs> so so, our, so every, everything happens, the meets happen in Hagerstown, right? Yeah. And in various points around the state, the Armory in Baltimore, the PG Center, where they hold the state meet down in Landover. I mean, so how does the logistics of just travel and the weather and stuff, how does that affect your season? Um, well, snow, snow, <laughs> snow days, for example. Yeah. We, sometimes, um, Frederick County and Washington County and Garrett and Allegheny County, we get really unlucky with snow. And then you've got the Baltimore County and Prince George's County schools and snow melts a little bit quicker when that track's covered. Uh, there's not much you can do. You just kind of wait it out and hope that the snow melts pretty quick. I usually have the kids run on it to kind of make bear up some of the black spots you guys shovel course. snow right isn't that a workout in itself occasionally yeah, sometimes i we're not really allowed to shovel the snow on the track because it can ruin the track but you're shoveling out of the the pits and stuff like yeah. the pole vault pit and the and the jumping pits right yeah yeah you, you you shovel you shovel the pits and then you can also shovel the turf so you can get to get it out of the turf so you have some running to do but it's cold yeah they they got to bundle up that's the biggest deal right now it's getting them to bundle up and getting them to just understand it's 
gonna be cold. Isn't that part of the mental challenge of track, though, uh, de- dealing with stuff like that? Yeah, it's indoor. You expect it, you know. In outdoor, they think, oh, it's outdoor. It's gonna be warm, and it's just as bad towards the beginning of outdoor. But indoor, it's just it's for Oakdale. You're blown. We always we always laugh because the wind is blowing in your face no matter what direction you're running it's it's always a running joke with us if we switch directions hoping to get wind to our back and you know wind changes direction so not only do you have the snow and cold to deal with you got you got a lot of wind to deal with as well do you enjoy the indoor track season um i don't enjoy the weather i mean if i if i'm going to be out there i want to at least at least want to be skiing or something like that if i'm going to be out in the cold but um, I, I do like yeah, it. Yeah, because while everyone's running and staying warm and stuff, you're you're standing and I'm watching. Standing. Right, yep, yeah. I'm standing. And um I I enjoy I enjoy indoor a whole lot, mainly because uh you get to see a new crop of the athletes, the new freshmen that are coming in and they they are just excited. Like we just got back from um HCC for a JV meet and it's just awesome to see them just get fired up about just performing well and it's kind of cool to see that and and then to carry that on into outdoor so they both have their likes and dislikes um the cold is definitely a dislike but the kids really help that out when it's when when it's meat day well, not all states have indoor track why, why, why does maryland i good question i don't know um i i think um the east coast a lot of the east coast has indoor track it's when you start getting into like texas i don't believe texas does and those areas there but you're looking at Virginia. Well, um, the, the weather the weather is so nice in yeah. Florida and Texas that you don't you don't, you don't need. It. Why are yeah. you running indoors? Why yeah. why are you jumping indoors? Good point. They're 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 outside year round. Um, but you're looking at Virginia. Our local areas: Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, um, Pennsylvania. Um, they they have a lot of indoor track facilities, and they they do indoor track. Let's talk about your team a little bit. I mean, you guys are coming off the the spring championship. Have you you guys have never won the indoor team championship? Yes, we oh, won once. Oh, 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 once. Yeah. Uh, back uh, was it was that two years ago? Um, um three three years ago. Three, three or four ago. years. My, my, ago. my, my apologies. Right. I I, I, I don't remember. You, I I forgot. I had forgotten you guys had won that one. Yeah, I can't remember it exactly. I think it was two to like three three years ago. Right. My, my my point is the bullseye is going to be pretty big on on, on your backs uh, in two A this year. Um, uh, and you and you guys talk about this a lot. I I, I know uh, winning these sort of big meets. I mean, what has the message been to the team so far this season? I I put dates up on the board today. I put up um, January eighteenth on the board because that's the county meet, and I, you just got to remind them because they're teenagers. They they have forever. A week is it's so far away. It's unbelievable to them. And so I put today's date up, and I put. Um, January 2nd up because that's when we're coming back and I said hey we've got three days of practice two meets and then I put January 18th up and you put that up and all of a sudden it becomes more real to them because then they see it so it's it's yeah you gotta you gotta show them what's gonna happen so and talk about the bullseye after you know guys they're coming after you they want you and teams like Sentry and um I know we're we're fighting some good sprint sprint teams. Westlake is an unbelievable sprint team in two A two A and two A West. It's just unbelievable. Some of your stars on on, on the team, Kyle Lund uh, in, in the eight hundred, I believe a one fifty one fifty five. Five I saw yeah, the other day. Five six. Yeah. Yep. 
Right. What 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 makes him so special in that race? Uh, he he is he's maturing as an eight hundred meter runner. Um, you know the the hardest thing for an eight hundred meter runner to to really grasp a hold of is that everyone who's running in that race is a sprinter because they you got a good it, 800. It, it, it's sprinting two laps yes, the race yeah. pretty much yes and they they tend to forget that because they are they they're they're good at what they do and they they're good at getting out fast and then when you start getting into high caliber meat they forget that everyone that is in that fast heat is a sprinter not just you not just one or two other guys that you're running after you got 10 guys that are sprinters and he took that to heart at, at this last meet he really has matured and he got out very quick very quick he did his first 455 seconds which for an 800 it, is, is ridiculous yeah. yeah that's ridiculous and there, there are 400 guys that can't even hit that in the indoor and he hit it in on with another four to go. Where, where, where does his time rank nationally? Um, well, he just dropped. He was first. Now he dropped down to second. Oh, someone, someone trumped him there? Yeah, somebody trumped him by okay. about a second and a half. Okay. Well, and, and the goal is to, to reclaim the, the, the pedestal, right? Yeah. I, but I told him, I said, don't focus too much on the rank. It's, it's the time that you've got to focus on. If all of a sudden you, all you do is focus on being one or two or three in the country, um, things are going to, it's just going to be a lot of stress and that's going to get in the way. Just focus on what the time. We always say stronger than yesterday. Just be stronger than yesterday and then it's going to get there. What are his, are his strengths though? I mean, obviously you have to have the physical and the mental component of it. Well, in the 800, it's speed. He, he has the ability to start out fast and just hold on to that speed. He went, you know, 55 in the first four um and 60 in the in the second four and that's that's really the way to run the eight is you, you got to be faster in the first part than the second part and it's not like he's drastically slower he's going 60 for the second lap with nobody around him so there wasn't he was 50 meters ahead of everybody so it's very hard to go even faster when you're all alone. And explain to everyone your training method. You train all of your kids off of the middle distance races the the, the 400 and the 800 why, why do you do that? Well, there's an example. Kyle's the example. They all uh, need speed. Tracks about <laughs> coach, you know. Running fast. Yep. Coach Beach says it. It's, it's about who's got the lowest time, and speed helps with the lowest time. You need endurance, but you also need, you need that speed. But, but there's a reason why you use those two races as, as, as the building block. Yes. Why, why is that? Um, well, for the 200, you've got a, a I mean, so if you're going to, I always look at it as breaking the two, two people up into your sprinters, your hundred or 55 to four, and then your four to two mile. And that four is so important to be able to kind of really become diversified, um, to the point where you can, you can go fast if you need to, and you can survive a long race if you need to. And it also makes the team much more diversified. The fact that all of a sudden, if we need somebody to run an event, we can put them in it. And and the eight's important, even for a two-miler. Um, you know, if you have an 800 guy, if you have a two-miler that can go sub two in the eight, you now have an 800-meter runner who can, like, latch on to somebody and then just go out on that last 400 and just blow the competition. Yeah, away. the philosophy is you can go up and or, or down from, yep. from, from those two races. So mm -hmm. you built your entire track program. On, on those two races, and it's no secret that you guys have always excelled with the Evan Kowalks and yep. and, and, and with um, the Patrick Stars, 
and, and, and all those great middle distance guys you have. I mean, that's that's why you guys have become a, a great track program. But you guys win meets not by collecting a bunch of first place. I mean, that, that that's the striking thing about you. It states you didn't win a ton of events. No. Nope. But 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 you placed in enough that, that you were the team standing left yeah. standing. We I always tell the guys you gotta feed from the bottom and feed from the top. Your one point is just as important. And it's it's a point can win or lose states. Uh, it was a it was a point that separated second and third a few years ago for first place when we got uh, excuse me second place when we got third place. It was one point. Right. So so that fourth place, that sixth place, that that matters. <laughs> yeah. And it's and if if all and if all, if runners in general if all they look at is first place is important, all of a sudden that eighth place guy, that seventh place guy, that sixth place guy. What's the point? Why go out? There's just no point for them to do it. But if all of a sudden they see, oh, sixth place is important. It's important. This helped us win the meet. And same with first, second, third, fourth. I always tell the guys, hey, you know what? Yeah, we got some first, but it's the fact that we fed from the bottom that we won this meet because every individual on the team is important, no matter what place they score. Even the 12th great place guy on our team is the guy who may have helped our eighth place guy get that eighth place. Didn't you have a hurdler? It it it, it, it stayed outdoor meet that, that that came through for you. Yep, that was um Heron. He's he's our four by two, four by four. Heron, Najarat. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I always destroy his name, and I always apologize when right, I do. Yeah, um, yeah. But he he kind of squeaked out. He got a point in the um in the one tens outdoor, and then he. He held on. He held on for that second place and then pulled it first. He actually won it. That was one of our two first placers, Heron and George in the triple jump. How much of your championship team is back this year? Um, Heron's back. Um, Kyle's back. Colin's back. Um, um, Eric is back. Eric uh, uh, Kyle Lund, obviously. Kyle Lund. Uh, Heron. And um, Colin Dempsey, Colin Dempsey, right? And and, and you said Eric Starks. Er, Eric Starks, okay. And you got um, Emmanuel Duges back, and other than that, we're just bringing people up. How many have been running for you for a while, and just will now get more prominent roles on the team? Um, Emmanuel Duge, he's he's been running for us since he was a freshman. Um, Kyle and Colin have been running for us since they were freshmen. Heron has been running for us for four years now. Eric's been jumping for four years. Um, we got some throwers. Our throws team is starting to really come along. Nothing like having a good, consistent coach. We have Coach Davis who's coaching for us. And that really, consistency is important, especially for the throw side. And they are starting to come out. Louis Smith um, threw for us last year for the first year. He looks like he's going to do pretty good. And Anthony Altnut's going to be a pretty good thrower. He was through for us last year as well. In terms of expectations, I mean, everyone wants to win states, but but what do you guys what do you guys talk about uh, amongst yourselves? Well, we we talk about it. Um, you know, one of, one of the things I try not to do is try to focus on that one state meet. I let them know we want to win it, and I let them know you know it creates we, too much pressure, right? Yeah, it, and it's it's it creates pressure, which we want. We want some pressure because we want them to be able to survive at the state meet if all of a sudden you don't talk about it and all of a sudden it's there it's it it's too much pressure but at the same time we want them to get out there and just enjoy the moment and one of the things it's Lou Holtz who who I heard this from he's it's 
um, what's important now, when, and and it's not it's not when, it's even though it's you know, it has the letters of winning, it's what's important now, and if important now is this meet, that's what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on this meet because it'll help us inch along to where we want to go. How how did you? I don't know if we really dove into your background uh, when when you were on in the spring, but how how did you get into track and field and, and coaching it? <laughs> well, it's that's a great story. I got into Frederick County. And um, I was at um, a middle school, and um, there was a coach. His name was Matt Adams. He used to coach cross-country at Urbana, and he used to coach the distance at Urbana. And um, I was walking the hallways once, and I had a a running shirt on, and he asked me if um, I wanted to help out. And I said, sure. And then before I knew it, all of a sudden, he was leaving, and I was asked to come on. So... Uh, at Urbana. And where did you, how did you become interested in track? I mean, wh- I, I ran track in high school and um, I ran cross country in high school. So it was something I was interested in. I didn't do it in college. I wasn't good enough. But um, I. Well, why did you do it? You just wanted to run or? Well, when you're an 85 pound freshman, <laughs> you don't have a lot of choices. You're not the running back. You're not yes. the running back on the football team. Yeah, they so. always ask me if I played football and I'm like, I was the football. I, I, I did not play football. <laughs> right. Right. So, so, so it was a way to stay athletic. Were athletics a big part of your growing up? Or? Um, yeah, my dad was a runner. So he did a lot of distance running. He ran marathons. And so I would run with him and, and then it just kind of caught up where I was like, all right, just was a natural fit. And so my brother was a runner. That's actually what got me into cross country was my older brother. Not everyone likes running though. Did you like running right away or did you hate it or or, or what? Like any other freshman, you hate it. (laughs) And then ultimately, eventually um, you grow to love it. I always laugh because, and I think every coach can kind of really attest to the same thing is that they're so happy when the season's over. And then a week later, they come up to you and you go, can I have a workout? And you're like, well, you're on break right now. Yeah, but I really want to work out. And then you look at them and you go, didn't you hate this? Yeah, but I need to work out. So it's it's hilarious because you learn to love it. That's the discipline that you just really learn to love. Yeah, when did you start to love it? Um, believe it or not, I really started loving it after I was um, a freshman, right around my sophomore year. I really loved cross country. It's just was something about just running outside, running into the woods, running on trails, just and running with a group because cross country allowed you to to hang out with a group, talk to the group, and talk while you're running. Where in track and field, you're doing intervals and you have very little time to talk except when you're stopped and resting, of course. When did you know you wanted to be a coach? I mean, did you think you were going to get into coaching or, or, or how did that happen? I had no idea I was going to go into coaching. I actually did a little bit of coaching when I was student teaching. And I just, for lack of a better reason, I thought, well, this is a good way for me to kind of pad my resume. I didn't even think about it at the time. And so I did some coaching with in Frostburg with a, a coach called Norm DeRosa. He's been around forever. And um, and just my senior year of college, just kind of padded the resume, and then didn't even think about it twice until Matt Adams offered me to come along. Did you like coaching right away? It's similar to running, or was it a, an acquired taste for you? Or I liked it a lot, and it's because you're dealing with students in a different setting. It's you're dealing with something that they want to do, and you're dealing with something that um, they, they've chosen to kind of dabble in or actually 
focus on. And because of that, you, you, you get a, you get a different type of excitement where the kids actually want to do well in specific events, especially when you see them do well and, and they're just like just on cloud nine and they love it. I don't know if, I don't know if track coaches are properly appreciated. I mean, yeah, yeah. The season's largely comprised of your dual meets where a couple schools will, will compete. Two or three schools will compete and there are smaller meets held after school. They're pretty, they're pretty straightforward and easy. But when you guys go to these big meets, I mean, these are all day, affairs largely and you and you have you have help obviously you have you have assistance and 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 lots of people helping you but you're responsible for about what 20 to 30 kids all day at at a track meet i mean that doesn't sound simple or easy well it is believe it or not these guys are are really good they don't really cause any problems they it's you know many times the youth in high schools are are getting a bad they get a bad rap and it's usually one or two bad eggs that do that but it's i don't want to say it's not grueling it is tiresome because you're there all day but the kids, but you're, you're responsible though. yeah but the yeah. kids really do a good job on just kind of being there for what they're there for and they you know some will bring their homework they'll do homework so yeah you're responsible for them but at the same time you're dealing with high school kids who have some maturity and have some responsibility they know what's right and wrong and then they just kind of follow that. They're, it's, it's not like I'm supervising them all the time. I kind of do my own thing, kind of right. watching races, and they, they do their own thing and there stay, a, a stay level, There's a level of trust and respect yeah. there, obviously. And so. it's in any sport. I mean, it's like that in, you know, in tennis, and a coach is watching a tennis game. And yeah, but, like, but, but the, here's the difference, though. That stuff is over in like two or three <laughs> yeah, hours. True. You guys show up at like seven or eight in the morning, and it, it's not until three or four that you're, you're, the meet's over and you're, yeah. you're, you're going home. So. It's a lot of structured time, too, believe it or not, because, you know, they warm up, they prepare for their event, they hang out at the bullpen, then when they're done racing, they cool down, they go to the bench, sit down, get something to eat, maybe kind of relax a little bit. And if they're doing multiple events to do it all over again. So it's, it's, they, they are busy. It's not like there's hours of idle, idle time for some there are, if they're only doing one event, but for like Heron, he's continuously just kind of preparing for the next event and kind of settling down from the last one. You have to love it though. Don't you? I mean, to do your job because I mean, the hours you're investing, the, 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 you're not, you're not, you're not making a, a ton of money to coach uh, yeah. track and field. I mean, all coaches are are underpaid uh, in, in all sports uh, to uh, to a large degree. But but yeah, when when you're giving up your Saturday all day Saturday and 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 when you're not doing lesson plans and stuff for school, you're designing workouts and stuff like that. You're dealing with schedule changes, especially in the indoor season. I mean, you have to. I mean, this is we're talking like eighty or so hours a week. Yeah, uh, you're putting in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to love it, don't you? Yeah. To, to do that, I don't know if it's eighty, but it's a lot. I mean, but like I've got a lot of help. I've gotten, I've been really blessed this year. I've, we've got, a, I've got a lot of assistant coaches, and they're they're taking a lot of um, roles, which is really cool. And yeah, yet in anything, you got to love what you're doing because you're not doing it for the money. But so know? many people don't love what they're doing, though. Yeah, that's I don't know what to say about that. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's. You, I, I guess the question that I ask in that scenario is why? I mean, even track and field has its moments where you're like, oh gosh, why am I doing this? And then, you know, if you focus on that one time of, of the 10 to 20 times that you're dealing with a track and field, then yeah, you're going to be miserable. 
it has its bad moments. It has a lot more good moments. But then again, if you're not loving it, I always say, why are you doing it? <laughs> when, when did you start to love it, love coaching track? Nothing like winning to make you love it. I can tell you that right now. Um, I would say, I, I, I think it was pretty much when I started, when I started kind of started dealing with kind of communicating and talking to the kids and getting to know the kids and getting them to know outside of the classroom because that's really the great part about it and, and who taught you matt obviously but matt, uh, matt but, adams dave uh, britain right mm-hmm. and, and, and your own experience too you were you were drawing upon obviously yeah. is a track and a cross-country runner so uh distance running is your specialty or? Yeah. yeah well I, I i can pretty much do anything on the track uh once, once you get into pole vault i'd Coach Heinze does that. I completely stay away from that. I try when we need it. I would do some high jump. wasn't very good at it. So and hurdles. We have Ronnie Beard helping with hurdles now, and he he really helped out a lot. Oh, you, you dragged him over from Tuscarora. Yeah, he's, he's coming. He's working at Oakdale, and it just was a good fit for him. Uh, Coach Gibbons uh, too is it is it Oakdale too, right? I've yeah. asked her many times, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she just got a baby, so she's like, no, uh, not yet. Yeah, her 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 time schedules uh, uh pretty pretty filled these days. Uh, but, but but Terry but Terry's always so great. So, I mean, the community when people talk about sports in Frederick County, I mean, obviously you talk about football and how great the football is here. Talk about the wrestling, how great the wrestling is here, but 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 track is right up there too, right? Oh yeah, I mean, just two A West in itself is just is just phenomenal, and then even three A West, the Frederick three A three A West teams. I mean, Linganort is holding its own very easily. Um, Urbana, the girls' side, especially, and some of the boys on the Urbana side, they're in four A, and they they do a great job. And one A, when you've got, um, I think Catoctin's still one A. And they're they're doing very well. They're supposed to do very well in the one A category this year. The saying is that that uh, all that the, the tide. Uh, oh, the t- a, a, a rising tide raises all ships. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the help. That's that's really what happens here because, yeah, yeah. because everyone pushes everyone to get better. Like if Urbana wasn't breathing down your necks, you guys might might not push as hard yep. in, in, in practice or, or, right or, now, or, or vice versa. Yeah, right so. now Linganore is breathing down our neck and you got some of the Urbana runners, some of the Catoctin runners, and some of the TJ runners are just breathing down our neck. Walkersville is as well. Right. And what do you think of just how close the track and field community is here in Frederick County? It's pretty close-knit. Yeah, it is. Actually, I, I'm surprised. I'm always surprised when the, when the kids tell me, oh, I'm talking to such and such from Twitter and they're like Liberty. And, you know, they know... Um, like Kyle know would always text and talk to um Nathan Davis. So it was it's a pretty tight niche group. I mean it's kind of funny when you see them competing each two with each other and then all of a, right after they're done, they're like hanging out and talking, which is really cool. Yeah. And here we are at holiday week. It, it, it's almost Christmas time. And, and that's the other complicating factor of, of the indoor season is you, you have this holiday. Two of them. Don't forget uh, Thanksgiving. Right. Thanksgiving, too. Yeah, because the season, I guess, starts in mid-November. Mid, yeah, May, mid-November 15th, yes. And, and right. So you're right up against Thanksgiving. And then and then you have a month. And then you have this break for Christmas. And how, how do you approach the holidays? And do kids, do, are they doing workouts on their own time? Yeah. Or how does that work? Well, I give them Thanksgiving off because uh, I'd 
they need one holiday that they're just kind of not worrying about. Plus, it. everyone's eating. So, yeah. how are you going to run and jump with all that turkey in yeah. your stomach? Not so. only, yeah. And then they're usually out of town then, too. So, we'll, we'll usually practice up to close to Thanksgiving. And then the, the day that, bef- the last day of Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving break, we'll just give them off until they come back. And, like you said, we usually have, I tell them what they can and can't eat. And I tell them there's no food restrictions here. Just eat what you want, go have fun. And then when they come back, that's when we start to deal with it. And over Christmas break, we have a few meets. That way the kids who um, are still around are fresh and, you know, they're, they're com- competition fresh. And then we try to practice about three or four days during that thing, during the Christmas break. Does it take a while, though, to get cranked up again after the break? Or? No, um, since since during Christmas break, we're we're kind of continuously rolling um, it's not really hard. It gets hard when you have an athlete who is is gone for a long period of time. Then they're gonna. Then it's a hard to get them moving because, and that's the danger of indoor because of all those breaks. You now increase your chances of injury, and not to mention that they're getting sick because it's cold outside, and you know they're wearing shorts to come to school because it's a teenage thing to do, I guess. And they are they're they're prone to sickness and they're prone to injury because of that and then on top of that you know you're dealing with you know family obligations kind of dragging you around as well the early part of this outdoor season in the spring is that is that tough too because the weather's not really that warm yet or are you guys used to it because you practice so much outside during the indoor season yeah i think in general we're, we're a little more used to it um it's still it it gets to the point where it gets the, the cold weather gets tedious. It's more like you're just waiting, hoping and begging for that warm day so you can just kind of enjoy being outside for a change. And then all of a sudden it gets, it, there's not a low lot of, it's, it's, you know, they say winter or what, February comes in like a lion. Well, you know, it's something like that with summer too. And all of a sudden it's May and all of a sudden you get hammered with hot weather. So it's just... So, and then you go, man, I wish it was cold again. So it's, you're never happy, I guess, when it comes to weather. So what are you working on? What are you hoping to see over these next, over this next month leading into the county championships? Well, this, one of the things that we're working on is trying to get our our relays in the next meet or two to our focus focusing on them to hit a good regional time. Isn't that the under underappreciated part of track too, is the, the relays and how how valuable those points yeah. can be? The 4x4 four, the four four and the 4x1 are the, are the big ones and the ones that everybody always looks at. But our, our team, we look at the, the two relays that we really pay attention to is the 4x8 because it's the first event. And the 4x2. And the, the 4x4, four four, which oh, four, is the last okay. event. Got it. So, yeah. so those are the two that we really put a lot of focus on on the relays because – that gets the kids excited because if you win the first one, which is the four by eight, it, it gets, gets the buzz going through yeah, the team, stuff like that. That's yeah. that's our goal. It's always that win the first one, win the last one. Let's kind of use those as bookends and kind of put some stuff in the middle. That way we can win a meet. Yeah. Happy holidays, sir. Oh, well, happy holidays uh, to you. Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming well, in. We, we, we look forward to seeing your team compete uh, at some of these big meets and, and on a high level again. So well, thank you. And thank you for having us. Yeah, and my my thanks to Graham Cullen for producing, to Colin and his band. I'm Greg. A Merry Christmas, everyone, and we will see you uh, soon. Uh, 2019 upon us here on the final score, presented by PFP Players Fitness and Performance.